What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk today about raising your standards. Your life is a direct reflection of the standards that you hold, both for yourself and for others. And this is a truth that applies to every area of your life. Most of the time, however, these standards that we keep, that we hold, that we maintain are set unconsciously, meaning we're not thinking about them. We're not intentionally setting them and upholding them. We've either adapted from the environment that we grew up in or from our family, and they usually are set far lower than what we're able to achieve, right? So a lot of times this could even be an example of exposure. If you've only been exposed to poverty or people didn't go and get an education, or people didn't own homes around you, right? If you didn't see healthy relationships, if if people around you weren't having and raising kids, right? There's different things that, that you believe are possible for you based on what has been normal. But again, this is often far below what is actually accessible to you. There is a really interesting thought that there's so much treasure in heaven stored up for us, a divine inheritance, but a lot of times it's like going to a warehouse with all sorts of things filled in this warehouse, but never opening the door and accessing the warehouse. You have all of this inheritance, but you never actually accessed it. That's basically unlocking the promises of God in your life or walking into the fullness of your destiny. For some reason, right, we decide to live according to these subconscious standards and we limit ourselves immensely. But if you don't set baseline standards for what you accept in your life, you'll find it easy to slip into behaviors and attitudes and a quality of life that's far below what you deserve. It's not difficult to see that this is the norm. This is socially acceptable. So to go against that, you might feel like a bit of a weirdo. You might feel like you're coming up against a lot of resistance. People aren't going to get it, especially those that are closest to you. But you can absolutely be an exception to what people expect and what most think is normal. So... The question is, will you make the decision to stay in the norm or will you decide to hold your life to higher standards and become an exception? So identifying your standards is really finding out what your standards are for different areas of your life. 
So this could be as simple as just slowing down. Be still and know, right? Just slowing down and taking some time just to observe a part of your life or different aspects of your life. So a simple example might be personal experience. Just because this is physical, this is something that you can see. But however you look at this moment reflects your current standards for your appearance. It doesn't matter what you look like and there are no judgments involved here. Once you start judging, you get defensive and you begin viewing reality through a protective film. There is no right or wrong at this moment. It just is. So let's say a professional wrestler, right, has strict standards for his appearance. He needs to be a certain size and anything under that size is unacceptable. He doesn't let his weight drop because it's ingrained part of his identity. It would be great to be bigger. In fact, he probably has goals set to gain weight, but there's a breaking point where anything smaller becomes intolerable. The same is true, let's say, for a rock climber, except a rock climber expects himself to weigh beneath a certain number so he can climb with ease. Lighter is better, but there's a baseline he won't deviate from. If you've ever gained or lost too much weight and immediately started taking action to reverse the process, you are experiencing the fundamental effect of your standards on your appearance. You will not let yourself deviate so much from your standards because it feels wrong and unacceptable. So for example, I grew up as a gymnast. This is something that was such a great outlet for me to build strength, to build self-control and discipline, to train, to develop vision. However, there were certain standards that were normal, okay? So you had to be a certain height, right? Usually anything above five feet was too tall, which is interesting. <laughs> and I, of course, am above five feet, right? So anything above that was too tall. Or if you weighed a certain amount of weight, that was too heavy for a gymnast, right? When I was doing gymnastics, a long, sleek line or just a thin, toned body, not overly muscular and not too thin or too bulky was the expectation, right? You wanted to have your hair always up, right? You wanted to Make sure that your leotard was fitting in all the right places, right? So there were certain standards that you had to match. Your, your lines when you were doing jumps or your toe points. There were so many factors that you had to constantly be aware of in order to reach these scores with judges. So that was a sport for sure that was constantly reinforcing a standard, okay? Another good example is finances. How often are you late paying bills? Or if you have ever asked to borrow money from someone, how quickly do you pay that back? Is it okay to put that off? Is it okay to miss a payment here or there? Again, look at it without judgment at first to prevent yourself from getting defensive and gather objective data about your income, spending habits, and financial responsibility. How about your relationships? Think about how much time you spend with those you love, how others treat you, and how you treat 
others? Is there a trend that makes you feel uneasy, defensive, or the need to justify and explain? Okay, so the very first step when it comes to raising your standards and not just accepting things as they are, right, but constantly challenging yourself to grow and evolve is to evaluate the current standards that you have for yourself so that it is no longer subconscious. You're actually evaluating it and becoming aware, becoming conscious, becoming awake to what is happening in different areas of your life, okay? Now, Raising standards, okay? Raising unacceptable standards. Let's start there. Chances are, when you do this first exercise of evaluating your current standards, you find some that are unacceptable, that are not okay for you, for your life, for where you're going. So chances are you've identified one or two that are abysmal, to say the least. (laughs) They aren't where you want them to be and it's no longer acceptable. And that's really what it's going to take to have a change. You have to actually identify where it is and that you're no longer okay to allow that standard to be the case, to stay there, and that you're willing to do something to make a change, okay? So you may look at your finances and say, I should really save more for example, but you never do because you see yourself as a person who has never been able to save, okay? And that's the standard. Again, no judgment here, not good, bad, right, or wrong, no judgment. But if you don't see yourself as a person who saves, you won't save. You might squander, you might overspend, you might find yourself in some trouble, but because you don't believe that you're a person who saves, you don't save. So if you decided instead with 100% conviction, like an inner knowing, and we get there by faith, right? (laughs) And we can pray for God to help us with this. But if you decided instead with 100% conviction that you were the best money saver in the world, you would achieve your savings goal and your standards would raise. Now you identify yourself as an awesome saving machine instead of a person with the inability to save. Huge difference, huge difference. Because you made that fundamental identity shift, you took action to stay true to who you are, a money-saving machine in this case, and you ended up with a ton of money in your bank account. Unfortunately, want to hold this up. There isn't a quick and easy way to change your standards. This is an internal shift and it cannot be faked. Okay. So people out there flaunting the image or the presentation of something without the character, without the substance of it, right? Eventually that will be revealed. You can't fake it. Okay. This is something that is an internal shift that can't be faked. And like energy, you can pick up on this pretty quickly too. You may try to fake it for a while, all right? But you won't be able to create lasting change. And eventually, you'll revert back to what your core beliefs really are. So for example, in dating, (laughs) a lot of times we show people our representative. We don't show them who we actually are. We show them our representative. And that is something that is easy to do for months at a time, especially if you don't live together, you're only seeing each other a couple times a week. It is easy to present your representative or to be on or to present what you want people to see 
in little bursts or little windows of time. Okay. However, the more you continue to access different parts of this relationship or see people in different settings or different environments or different challenges or different situations, the more the true colors will actually be revealed because you can't fake your character. You can't fake your substance and what you're made of, right? An example of this, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So in this instance, whatever you've stored up in your heart will inevitably come out. No matter how you try to keep it in, in a moment of weakness, you might just say some things that you can't take back. That's an example, right? But as you're hiding or faking things in life, you're just postponing the life that is designed for you and the life that is available to you. And you're really pushing out your access to your inheritance and to the promises of God in your life. Okay? So while there isn't a quick and easy way to change your standards, we can facilitate this internal shift. And it starts with changing what we perceive to be our identity. Wayne Dyer actually has a great quote that says, things change when the way you look at things changes. If you're a believer, the word says we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Same thing said in truth, right? When you start to see things differently because your mind is renewed, things in your life also change. It's wild, okay? So you can do that when you start having these internal shifts. When you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, you start having a inner shift. You start believing different thoughts. You start feeling differently because you believe those different thoughts and you start behaving out of a new identity, Okay, so go with that savings example that I shared. First, identify the limiting belief about your identity that is preventing you from achieving your goals and rewrite it so it reflects what you want it to be. So whenever there is a sneaky lie or limiting belief, one of the easiest things to do is just to flip it. A lot of times we believe the, the, the false narrative, okay, or the untruth, <laughs> the lie in this case. And if you just flip it, a lot of times that changes the belief. That is actually what we need to believe. So the current belief could be, I'm not the kind of person that can save. If you were to flip that belief, I'm a money-saving machine, okay? Then find all of the examples that support this belief, both in your actions and in your emotional response to the action of others or facts. Okay, so you'll have $5 in savings, you're a money-saving machine. You skipped Starbucks yesterday and put that money in savings, you're a money-saving machine. You talk to a friend who's been able to save up to $20,000 and feels so free. You want that feeling so badly, that's why you become a money-saving machine. The more money you have in savings, the more you can earn in interest without doing anything. That's another reason you've become the most awesome money-saving machine ever. (laughs) So what you want to do here, after you've flipped the false belief to an alternative belief, build up support for that new belief and make it clear what will happen 
to you if you don't change this belief. This is called leverage. So you want to make consequences as visceral as you can. So I'm going to end up in a nursing home by myself. <laughs> I won't be able to take care of my children in the event of an emergency. I'm going to lose my house. Okay. This is creating some leverage if, when you can see some very visceral consequences. Then begin to act like a money-saving machine in every single way. Talk to an advisor or do research, or research to create a plan tailored to your individual needs. Stick to the plan like white on rice, right? <laughs> if somebody asks you if you save, say that you do and you're super good at it. Stop thinking that you should save money and think instead that you must and do save money. Pretend you already have $20,000 in the bank and identify all the things you're going to do with the money you saved up. Maybe you'll pay off your car. Maybe you'll invest in getting married. Maybe you'll put that towards an investment property, whatever it is. Hang a modified bank statement on your refrigerator, mirror, rearview mirror in your car, wherever you need to, and you'll start seeing it everywhere. Pretty soon, you'll really start to feel like a money-saving machine because you're reinforcing that everywhere. And not long after that, you'll actually be a money-saving machine. Okay, so the only way to raise your standards is to have an internal breakthrough where you feel compelled to change no matter what. There's no going back. This feeling of total conviction coupled with a strong emotional desire behind your reasons for raising your standards will well, I'm sorry, let me say that again. This feeling of total conviction coupled with a strong emotional desire behind your reasons for raising your standards will make it impossible for you not to do so. You'll know when that really happens because when it does, you can't go back with lo without losing a part of yourself in the process, okay? So that is the process. One identify what your current standards are. You can no longer say that you don't know what they are. You can't just sleepwalk through life anymore. You're going to identify what the current standards are for the different areas in your life, okay? And your life is a reflection of the current standards you have in different areas. So take a look at different life areas and ch check out what your current standards are. Now, if there's standards that are unacceptable that need to change, identify what the current standard is, and then flip that belief. So we use saving here. I'm not good at saving to I'm a money-saving machine. Then build evidence for that being true. Create a list of all of the consequences. They've got to be visceral, painful consequences, which create leverage for you to move forward. Okay, so you want to create a list of the consequences. Then what you're going to do is you are going to start acting like the money-saving machine. You're going to start acting out your new belief and start putting it into practice. And as you start practicing it, you actually start to feel like it and you start to really build that conviction. Okay? Huge. Huge, huge, huge. So what I think of when I think of the scripture that supports raising your standards, one of the ones that comes to mind is James 3.17. 
The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Okay, so taking this through a truth lens, right? We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So, right, if you have a poverty mindset, that is not in alignment with truth. That's not in alignment with truth. So what you would do is find truth and find something that you can declare. So find a verse that is declaring overflow, right? God promises to provide exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all I dare ask, think, or imagine. Ephesians 3.20, I am abundantly provided for in every area of my life, could be your belief. And then you start building evidence for that. And then you start listing the consequences of what happens when you believe less than that, how you start lowering your standard, how you start diminishing yourself, how you start... uh, devaluing yourself, how you start sabotaging, right? And then you start acting like you are abundantly provided for in every area of your life. You start to feel like it and you start to see evidence everywhere. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay, another one is Romans 8, 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Okay, so this is the difference between letting your mind believe every thought it thinks versus taking every thought captive that is exalting itself above the truth. So if the enemy wants to come and sow lies into your mind, you can't just sit and take it and be bullied, right? At some point, that is not going to be a standard that's acceptable to you. You're not just going to let yourself be bullied all day. You're actually going to rise up, take courage, be strong, be courageous. Like the word says, take the thought captive, replace it with truth and start affirming that truth. Yes, that takes self-control. It takes self-awareness. That takes discipline, right? That also takes faith because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So you can't just say that I can't do that right? You could, but that will never change your life, okay? Another one that I'm thinking about too is Ephesians 4.13, right? And this is about unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So as we grow and mature in our spiritual maturity and our spiritual leadership, we start to reflect the fullness of God in our lives and in our lifestyle and what we think and what we speak and how we behave, right? So another huge, powerful verse there. And then lastly, I wanted to share, where's the one that I'm thinking here? Dun, dun, dun. I think that was the only other one that I wanted to share there. But the main thing when it comes to raising your standards, we think that this has to be the action that we're taking. That's how we're going to change everything. But really, it's the beliefs that we're believing that are holding us back from the life that we deserve. So I'll just give you an example. How many times have you told yourself what you should do? Call that shooting on yourself, right? I should lose weight. I should be more confident. I should have more money. I should have a successful business. I should have a more passionate relationship, right? We all have an endless list of things we believe we should follow through on. 
and these shoulds <laughs> carry about the same weight as a New Year's resolution, okay? <laughs> that is, if it happens, then that's exciting. But if it not, it won't be too disappointing because you kind of knew it wasn't really going to happen anyway. You didn't raise your standards enough to make it happen, okay? So you got to change your should to a must. You got to change your should to a must. You actually cut off any other possibility than you succeeding, okay? And you decide that you would never settle for anything less. And when you raise your standards for your life, you turn shoulds into musts. You're making this inner shift to take control over the quality of your life. And only when you decide to accept nothing less than your ultimate goals will you achieve them, okay? So just to recap, determine where to raise the standards in your relationships, in your career, in your health. And then what you do is you're going to decide what to think about yourselves. Your beliefs create your world. So what do you believe about yourself? What does God believe or what does God say about you? Are you a victor or a victim? Are you the head? or the tail? Are you above or beneath, right? Or are you living your calling? Are you living out your destiny, right? You answer these questions and you discover what your true beliefs are because this is what you actually are walking out, which is your identity. What you believe at your core is what you will live out and that will be your identity. Your identity is who you believe you are, okay? So to break through your limiting beliefs about yourself, what you want to think about is how you define yourself and what is the gap between where you are and what God says, and then what does that look like in action? What are practical steps of obedience that you can take to walk out the fullness of your identity in this season? The key here is to make this practical and real for you, okay? So when it comes to raising your standards, this is your homework. Evaluate, number one, evaluate where your current standards are. Number two, If there are any standards that are unacceptable, decide that you are no longer going to should on yourself, but you're going to change your shoulds into musts, and you're going to change and flip that belief, okay? And when you flip the belief, you want to build a case for that new belief. You want to bring up as much supporting evidence as you can. Then you want to list all of the consequences of what would happen if you don't make that change. And if you continue business as usual, and then what you want to do is you want to start acting out of this new belief, because the more you start acting out of that new belief, the more you start feeling it and the more that becomes your identity, your truth, what you believe about yourself. All right. I hope this message blessed you. If you want to connect further, be sure to visit julianapage.com. You can get plugged into challenges in Courage Co. These are great challenges to start leveling up the standards in your life. You can join our monthly masterminds. It is a monthly workshop membership, or there's also the God's Vibes membership. It's a mastermind that is a year long. 
So that is a group setting as well with live coaching. So those are all found in Courage Co. over at julianapage.com. So be sure to go check that out. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, this is also a great time to do so. When you subscribe, I also give you a free gift. So if you subscribe, rate the podcast, leave a comment, make sure you visit julianapage.com and go to the podcast page, complete the form there, and I will send you a free gift. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed.